check. Episode 39 of the Rojo Show. And um, I'm sick right now. Sipping on a little soup out of a styrofoam cup because I'm real. And um, I'm sick. Not physically, mentally. Got blown because it's hot. Why am I sick? I'm gonna tell you why I'm sick. Um, this uh, D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young situation. <laughs> In the words of my man Star, who raised you, niggas? Who raised you? If you don't, if you're not aware of this story, D'Angelo Young and Nick Young, uh, no, no, D'Angelo, what's his name? D'Angelo, did I just say his name? What is his name? D'Angelo, <laughs> his name pops up right away on Google search. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Dante Russell. It's 20, just turned 20 in February, end of February. Him and Nick Young supposedly are, are good friends. Nick Young is, uh, Nick Young. Nick Young is 30. I don't know how many friends I'd have that's 10 years younger than me. But anyway, anyway, they both play for the Lakers. Supposedly they're good friends. They're in a hotel room because apparently they have a, a um, they have a rapport or they do this thing where they record each other on video talking and then they send the conversations to each other and, and quote unquote laugh about them later. There's going to be a lot of laughing going on after this one. Nick Young is recording or no, D'Angelo Russell is recording a conversation that they have in. Where Nick Young is just spilling beans, spilling beans about some chick he got at at the club while he was engaged to Iggy Azalea's whack ass. And somehow, who's hot? Somehow, the tape gets out. The tape of Nick Young, aka Swaggy P, incriminating himself. Talking about some chick he got at while he was engaged to, I haven't come up with a good a good name for Iggy Azalea, but um, him incriminating himself and talking about how he may have cheated on her during their relationship. And now there's all this talks about him being separated and ostracized from the Laker locker room. He's lucky. He hasn't gotten his ass whooped. Who raised these niggas? Not only am I frustrated and sick with D'Angelo Russell recording the conversation, because that's G rule number one. You know, I got homies when we talking about stuff that would get us in trouble with our old ladies. We turn our phones completely the fuck off. <laughs> no recording thoughts, not at all. 
We don't want the phone to accidentally butt dial. We don't want a memo to accidentally be getting recorded. Uh, we don't want Hey Siri to be, um, you know, accidentally recording or transcribing a situation. Listen, I've heard of Ashton Kutcher uh, having these parties where he makes everybody check their phones in the beginning. You can't even get in with a phone. We don't have conversations with our phones in the room sometimes. And this nigga is recording the whole conversation. And then makes a joke about it afterwards. I'm glad you just told that to the tape. Listen. Listen, my G. Who raised you, niggas? Like my man Star says. Who raised you, niggas? I'm sick. This shit got me sick. Listen. One of the first lessons... My father and uncles taught me is you got to have the pepper. Okay? You got to have the pepper. When you got the pepper, okay? When you got the pepper, you know that you don't, it's some stuff you just don't say out loud. It's just understood. He could have been like, yeah, man, I get it in. Then if the tape came out, he would have had a conversation with his with his woman about, you know, what getting it in means. Oh, it means I'll be hollering, you know what I'm saying? Don't let me coming of it, blah, 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 blah. However he wanted to explain it. But you don't never just go on on record. And I guess that it could be said that he didn't know he was being recorded. Which comes to D'Angelo Russell being a clown. Who raised you, my nigga? That you recording a conversation you having with another grown man, knowing that it's incriminating evidence coming out. As soon as he got to talking about that real shit, he should have t- cut that tape recorder off. Cut it off. Man, bro, I was recording. You got to let me know if you're going to be leaking stuff like that. Now it's all over the news. Stephen A and Skip talking about it, which we know, I mean... I don't even know if Skip really liked women, so he, he he may not even really need to be involved in a conversation like that. He may not even really have no no dog in that fight. But mm, caught a bone, sorry. But who raised you? Look, man. The first time I went out with my dad and my uncle Reggie. Rest in peace, Uncle Reggie. And um, I came back and was getting grilled by my mom and gave too much information. And then she later questioned my dad and my uncle about it. I was put on punishment. Uncle Reggie would come by the crib. They'd be about to leave. I'd grab my coat like I was going to. And they was like, no, nah, you can't come because you talk too much. From then on, I learned how to hold that water. And to this day, uh, people in my family know Jared won't tell nothing. I even go as far as to limit the relationships I have with my homies women. Not just because my homies might be out doing some foul shit. Not at all. But I don't ever want to be put in a position where I could feel 
more loyalty towards them than who my friend is. Sometimes I wish my friends had as much loyalty as I do. Whatever. Everybody was taught different. And maybe mine is um, a bit extreme. Whatever. It gets me through the day. But um, who raised these niggas? First off, why are y'all recording each other's conversations? I mean, obviously, this might be weird coming from me seeing as how I have a podcast and I'm recording a full conversation. But this is a conversation where people come in and they know this is going to be broadcasted to, I mean, as of right now, about 100 people consistently. Why would you, why would you, I, I don't know what fun that is. I mean, I've recorded some conversations that may get used at some point in a documentary about um, the greatest band that never was, Hustle Sneakers. But um, those until until they get released, five people have seen those videos. Not even five. They not on YouTube. They not on Instagram. And you got to be very careful about even the shit you put on there. Social media is a devil. Now, later, obviously, I regained my faith or my favor with my, my family and my, my uncle and my dad. Same thing with my cousin, LaShawn. She used to take me out to the mall with her and her friends. Borrow my mom's car. Go places she didn't tell my mama she was going. Normal young nigga shit. And by nigga, I mean in a in a general way, just young people. Young people. Sometimes we get the car. We got We got to tell one story to get the car, and then we do what we what we planned on doing with it. But mm-mm. that's a violation of the highest form. I don't think any of my friends can say that I was the spearhead for one of their arguments. If I was, it was an argument that was already going to happen. <laughs> I get can, mm, Tony, Tony can say that I, I might have started some shit in one of his relationships. But that was, uh, we was all lit and drunk. And he shouldn't have had us all around all of them, yo. <laughs> that was, look, man. He, he, I, that, I definitely take my part in that. I was bogus. And I'm sorry for whatever havoc that wreaked on his birthday. It was his birthday, too. Oh, my God. I'll just tell the story. So, this is like prime. This is like right before Hustle Sneakers started to pop. Hustle Sneakers was the band. You can Google us. We're, we're Googleable. Can you Google Hustle Sneakers? Let's see what, what comes up. Hustle. Uh, we got a Facebook page. I guess we were on Twitter for a minute. Hustle Sneakers on Vimeo. Hustle Sneakers on Reverb Nation. I guess we getting mixed in with this uh, Hustle Heart sneaker. The Hustle Heart, um, what's his name, sneaker. 
um, Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart's Nike gym shoe. Shouts to him. But um, what is this? I don't know what that is. Okay, hustle sneakers on Twitter is not us. Anyway, you can YouTube it. At any rate, we all chilling at the the clubhouse up on Divine Clubhouse slash Studio. It's Tony's birthday. Tony's birthday is four days before mine. His birthday is either like the 11th or the 12th, something like that. 10th or the 11th, something like that. Shouts out to Tony. It might be earlier in the month than that. I don't know. We up there chilling for his birthday. We got a little of the dude, you know, the, you know, the pineapple express in the air. You know what I'm saying? A little of that bubonic bionic going around. I was drinking hard on uh, Bacardi and pomegranate juice at the time. Don't knock it till you try it. So I'm going, I'm down in some of that. I got my girl with me at the time, so I know I got the ride home. So I'm just, we celebrating. He got one of his girls with him. Now, Tony is, I mean, Tony was a player, you know what I'm saying? So he had one of the chicks with him, and the other chick was probably coming over the next day or whatever, whatever. But they they both had, like, very, I mean, the names weren't similar because they didn't begin with the same letter or whatever. But, you know, two white girls, two white girls with white girl names. And I don't. I try not to really use their names. Number one, so I wouldn't forget them. And number two, because they don't really matter to me. Those are his bitches. I don't really pay them no attention. At any rate, we all up there chilling. We sitting around, and I guess I called one of them. I don't guess. I mean, what happened was I called one of them the other girl's name, and I immediately noticed it. <laughs> He made a face at me on the low. <laughs> the best face. He's like looking down. He's like, his hands are folded on his lap. <laughs> and he's looking down at his hands. But like looking at me out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> and the room just falls silent. And I'm like, no, don't go silent. Somebody say something fast. Oh, and then we all get up. And so for some reason, we all get up. We head down to the studio, and I'll put my arm around. I'm like, I'm so sorry. He was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because, of course, I mean, they've heard rumblings of each other because niggas don't be the cleanest with they shit when they be fucking around, of course. So, But that's probably the only time a friend of mine can say that Jared fucked up. Jared put me in a bind. Jared put me in a position. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But this shit right here, they've had multiple um, analysts or ex-athletes coming on um, first take this morning, which I rarely watch. I watched it kind of as a fluke today, but coming on talking about how this would never go down in a football locker room. This would never go down here. This would never go down there. This should never go down anytime. And to any young niggas that may be listening to this, hey man, everything don't need to be recorded. It's not even recorded for what? What are you recording it for? 
Why? Why, 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 why? All you're doing is putting yourself in a position where more information than needs to be given can be given or can be gotten. And nobody lose, nobody wins in the end. The only person that loses is you. Because now nobody's fucking with D'Angelo Russell. Nobody's inviting him to the strip club. Nobody's inviting him to the parties because we all think you're going to snitch. Just like a, a, a situation I had recently with a snitch. I knew he was a snitch. I knew he was going to snitch. And when the information came to him, he didn't approach us like a man. He went and snitched like a snitch. Come on now, D-Lo. D-Lo Russ. But you know what? That's a mistake he'll never make again. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to a flip phone and didn't even mess with phones with cameras no more. And Nick Young, like, why... Why did you ask him why he was asking these kind of questions? Why do you want to know all this, bruh? Because that's how the young cats talk now. Bruh. Bruh. Why you want to know all this, bruh? Why are you asking me these questions, bruh? You sound like the feds right now, bruh. Bruh, you sound like an informant right now, bruh. Speaking of informants, Hillary Clinton. Now, I know, I know the ladies of the podcast, and we love the ladies. Although my mom and Andrea don't think I like women. I love women. Women are awesome. Women are great. Women have something that I really enjoy. Their mind. Right. <laughs> really enjoy the female mind. It's, the, it's easily the most um, titillating, titillating part of their anatomy to me. It's clearly the most titillating part of their anatomy to me. The mind. The mind of the female. Mm. But um, Hillary Clinton is a snake, yo. And she's bogus. And the FBI and the Department of Justice, they about to come down on that ass. Okay? Because um, they've gotten clearance to start interviewing her aides and her assistants. And at some point, they're going to come and want to talk to her. And she's not going to want to have that conversation. For those of you that don't know, um, I don't know exactly how they do it, but um, the government sends, especially at the level at the level of uh, bureaucracy and, and government uh, that she has ascended to, you are privy to top secret information, and that top secret information is to, supposed to stay on a government encrypted. A government secured email through a certain device, whether it be a black, it's probably a Blackberry, because as far as I know, I don't know really what makes them so um, secure, but but Blackberry supposedly are like the most secure phones on the market. Um, Hillary Clinton had an email server set up in her bathroom. And the person that actually set up that email server has just received, um, it wasn't a pardon, but he received some kind of protection from the government to not be prosecuted the way he should be. Because from the government security experts I've talked to, 
and I've listened to conversations with, if anybody else did this, they would be arrested and put in in they wouldn't be put under the jail like they wouldn't be put with, you know, sex offenders and child molesters, but they would definitely be in jail. They'd definitely be seeing some time. Yet it's been proven that Hillary Clinton has done this and has taken part in this and has done it on a fairly regular basis and not the most secure way. And is still not only is she free, but she's running to be um, the leader of the free world. So she had an email server set up in her in her bathroom, in the bathroom of her home, one of the bathrooms of her home, because we know she got bread. Um, her and Bill Clinton, apparently, from speaking engagement engagements, have netted over two hundred million dollars. In the past year or the past five years, however you want to do it. I mean, I'd love to spread those $200 million over five years, hopefully. But they probably got the bread. It's very possible that they got that bread in the last year. She apparently was copying and pasting, like cutting parts of these documents out and emailing them to this personal server that she had set up in her bathroom, which was not secure the way that the government one was and was um, susceptible to hacking, susceptible to uh, being, um, what's the opposite of encrypting? Decrypted, being decrypted, possibly, Crypt Keeper, I don't know. Um, And hasn't seen any repercussions from it. Now, Part of her argument for doing this is because she didn't she wanted to only carry one mobile device, one cell phone. But she's been seen multiple occasions carrying up to four devices. So that's bullshit. Um she doesn't want to be grilled or interviewed by these FBI and Department of Justice agents because as we saw with um uh Martha Stewart when she got uh interrogated by the 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 DOJ and the FBI they sent her to jail for what was it two years just on one lie one inconsistency that she gave during that interview Hillary Clinton has multiple multiple inconsistencies in her story And if you've seen any of her Democratic debates, you know that just from seeing those. I mean, a lot of her stories are very inconsistent. A lot of her stories have holes in them. Um, A lot of the the recounting of situations or or things she's done or places she was, very inconsistent. I mean, she talks about where was Bernie Sanders when she was campaigning for this. And then we see pictures of Bernie Sanders being right behind her. I mean, that's probably a very trivial example of the things she says and lies about but it is true and it is an example nonetheless nevertheless so um hillary is really in a a lose-lose situation here because if she is indeed um interviewed by the fbi and doj she's going to be found out There are going to be lies told, and she runs the risk of heavily perjuring herself. If she doesn't, if she declines to be interviewed by the FBI and DOJ, Department of Justice, 
then they're going to let the American people know that she declined to be interviewed. And all of us will have the inalienable right to ask her why. What is she afraid of? Now, of course, Hillary's Clinton supporters, I mean, they try to poo-poo this point and they try to downplay this because what does this really mean? What does this matter? Um, and it matters a lot. I mean, it's, it's something that anybody else would be arrested for. She is a she is a criminal when it comes to this. And um, I don't know if we can really elect a criminal to be president. I don't know. I'd love to speak with someone about this. I don't, I don't, I'd love to speak with a, a Hillary Clinton supporter. But again, all the Hillary Clinton supporters I meet, like they don't stand on a platform. They stand on her being a woman and it being time for some kind of quote unquote change. But she's not changed. She's. I mean, I don't want to just say that she's an extension of Bill Clinton because that would be discrediting her as a polit uh, a, a political entity in in and of herself. Which I totally agree, she is. She's definitely probably she's a monster all of her own creation. But um, yeah, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens and how this plays out and how it is recorded through the media and through the uh, through the TV networks and through the channels, through the through the proper media outlets and channels. Can't wait. I can wait, but I can't wait. Speaking of Department of Justice, I like how I'm flowing right now. I'm just flowing right now. Topic to topic to topic, like water. Um, our boy Obama is granting clemency to um, to drug offenders who received unfair sentences as a part of the um, the quote unquote war on drugs. That's awesome. A lot of people be hating Obama on uh, on Barry Barry O. I call him Rocky. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we, we cool like that. Rocky, my nigga. We both left-handed. I know older black people heard me refer to the president as my nigga but, um, and, and probably had a problem with that. But I know that on some level, he wants to be felt on that level. He wants to be seen as, you know, a friend of the people, as not just the president, as, you know, a real, um, you know, a figure in the community. I wonder if when he uh, gets out, if he's going to um, come back and live in Hyde Park or if he's going to sell that crib. I hope he comes back. It'd be great if he did. But um, I don't know. I don't know if it's safe. Not not safe from like violence because he's going to have he's going to have um, uh, Secret Service for the rest of his life. Him and his daughters, I think. His daughters who... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this very innocent, but have come along very nicely. Especially that Sasha. Or is it Malia? Which one is the little dark one? The youngest one, I believe. Malia. No, you race hustle sneakers. Hold on, I'm just trying to search this. Malia. Obama. No, she's the oldest one. I'm talking about Sasha. Sasha. 
Sasha Obama. How old is she? She's she's 14. <laughs> okay, forget this whole conversation. Forget this whole conversation. But they have... Um, we have had the pleasure to watch them grow and mature into beautiful young ladies. And they have not disappointed. That is all I will say for the next four years. Is she really only 14? Come on. Really? She can't be 14. I don't believe it. I guess Malia is 17. She's 6'1? Jesus. It's huge. But I guess her mom is pretty tall too. Yeah, anyway. Shouts out to them. Um Could you imagine if she, they did come back and live in Hyde Park and like Sasha ended up like dating some uh some like Kenwood student? <laughs> That would be hilarious. Some, uh, some, some Hyde Park kid who wears a, a leader's hoodie and a, a juggernaut hat. <laughs> That'd be great. What school would she go to? She'd probably go to some prep school out in the burbs. Who knows? That would be hilarious. I'd love to see that. Uh, what else we got? Officer Jason Van Dyke. Oh, you know him. The one who shot and killed Laquan McDonald. Shot him 16 times because they thought he had a knife. Emptied the clip on him. He's employed. By who, you ask? By the Fraternal Order of Police. What is he doing? He's a janitor. Now... Of course, the police officers are telling the story that, you know, his family was on the brink of poverty, which I can all kind of believe. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised at this, and I don't know how mad about this I am. What I am mad about is that he's not in jail. I feel like he should be in jail. I know he probably posted some kind of, posted some kind of bail, which has him out. You know, able to walk around with the streets, but um, I'm glad nobody else hired him because you know I had I, I've described this process on the on the on the show before, where you know police officers um get indicted on some shit or found or I guess he wasn't found guilty because he hasn't you know been tried in court yet, which I believe he will be. But um, he's employed right now by the Fraternal Order of Police as a janitor. Am I mad at this? Yes. I'm mad that he's not. Um, I'm mad that he's not in jail. I'm mad that he hasn't yet been prosecuted. Am I surprised that the police have taken care of their own? Not at all. And I would almost push to say that this is an example of how we should be more willing to take care of our own. Um, 
of course, his family has probably been put through some kind of financial strain during this process. He probably had, I mean, they probably had to mortgage their house for his bail. And, of course, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Like, none of this is proven yet. None of this is confirmed. But, I mean, he needed a job. He needed a way to support his family. And they're not going to let one of their own starve, which I totally understand to a certain point. Um, How did it get out? How does anything get out? How did that D'Angelo Russell tape get out? Things get out, especially in this age of hacking cell phones and... I mean, I guess he could have did like Hillary Clinton did and got his own, set up his own email server in her bathroom or something. But I'm not surprised that the police are taking care of their own. That's what they do. They lie for each other. They they keep secrets for each other. They cover for each other. That's why it's called a fraternal order, because they are brothers. And we all know, I mean, I know my sister will shit on me sometimes and treat me like a piece of garbage and I still love her and I still come when she needs me and I still act like a brother should act so why would we expect the fraternal order of police to act any differently is it disappointing somewhat is it eye-opening yes Because we need to realize and we need to be clear that they are going to look out for their own by any means necessary. What is discouraging is that we don't do it for our own. We don't give our people the benefit of the doubt as much as we probably should. And an excellent example of that is my next story. Um, Atlanta has a program for uh, training kids on coding. Coding is, you know, the backbone of all computer websites and systems and all of that shit. Stuff that I have no idea how to do. Most people don't know how to do, but they have put together a, um, a class to teach young black kids, young minorities, how to do this. That's my neck. Sorry. One more. Um, Apparently, they get some kind of stipend, some kind of living stipend or traveling stipend, something like that. Seems like it's a sizable check. Student gets their check, young black man in Atlanta, for some reason, doesn't have a bank account. I'm not judging because at one point I didn't have a bank account and I was cashing checks at the currency exchange as well. Um, not something I recommend because as this young man found out, they take 10% of your check, which is ridiculous. Okay. He takes this check to the, um, it's a, or was it a money order? It may have even been a money order. Uh, US, USPS. Super official money order slash check. Takes it to the currency exchange, trying to get it cashed. And the clerk at the um, presents his ID, presents all the necessary paperwork or whatever. The clerk keeps it. Accuses the boy of some kind of theft. 
tells the boy that he has to call the police in order to get it back. He complies, calls the police. The police arrest him. Claim that he fits some description, fits the description of, I, I don't know, a, a check thief. A, I, I, the, when, when statements like that are made, I am pushed to make assumptions that I don't like to make about my own people. What kind of description does he fit? Somebody else that may have gotten a bad check and, and, and attempted to cash it? He had his ID, his name, I take it, was somewhere on the check. Um, he had a quote-unquote account at this currency exchange, so he has a, a history of coming in there to take care of some whatever money issues he had. The boy gets arrested, somehow uh, is able to call the director of the program, who has to present a receipt for the money order. And is then um, and then is able to cash it and and continue taking care of his business the way the way he should have been allowed to in the first place. Now, this situation is hard for me because I can believe that in Atlanta. There has been some check scams run. I can assume that in just about any large metropolitan city, check scams are not hard. They were very popular at one time. Um, And I have known, I know people who have attempted check scams. I know people who have gotten away with check scams. I know people who have gotten caught by check scams and by the grace of God were too too young to be fully prosecuted for those scams or those those actions. Um, But it seems like he presented all of the proper information. Black boy goes into a black currency exchange is held by a black clerk who believes he is um, a black criminal. The black police are called to arrest this black boy. And then the black um, coordinator of this this coding class is called and has to present all of these receipts to prove that he was doing something to benefit his community and to educate kids in his community. That's Bradley. That's what she decided to add to the show. Some ghetto shit. Hood booger. Um, she need to take these braids out. Tomorrow or Saturday. Sounds like a plan. Until then, she's got that head wrap on. You know that head wrap that girls who, uh, who. They they new growth. I know what it's called. (laughs) The new growth on them braids start showing. If you don't know what new growth is, for my, this is for my, my, uh, my listeners who may not know the intricacies and the difficulties of black hair. Um, when you get those braids, they try to do it as close to the root as possible. That's when they be, you know, they be having them braids and you can see that the, the, they scalp through it and they be shining because they be having that good coconut oil on it or that good Jehovah oil. Some people probably been pronouncing it jojoba. It's not jojoba oil. It's <laughs> that first J is a J. The second one is pronounced like an H as in, um, Rojo show. Uh, so they got that Jehovah oil on it and it'd be glistening. But as hair does, it starts to grow. 
And as it grows, those braids get further and further away from the scalp. And uh, you need to, at some point, you know, you see girls with the braids, but then they got that head wrap or that scarf around the front of it, like half of their forehead and half of that hair. They're hiding new growth. And that is the stage that Bradley has entered into. She's entered into the hide the new growth stage. Um, so, yeah, she is getting these braids removed uh, tomorrow or Saturday. Am I? Why? I may make myself available to assist in your uh, taking down your hair. Yes, people, I have experience uh, with black hair. Um, Not only do I have long, luscious locks myself, not dreadlocks, just long, luscious, natural Afro hair. Um, In my younger days, when my mother was less conscious, I have been known to apply a perm. I, you know, I, I greased the edges, I oiled the scalp, I parted into them four pieces, and then I, you know, I, I, I whip up that creamy crack, and I put it on the, on the, um, the nappy parts, and I wash it out as soon as they say, well, right after they say it start burning. When they say it start burning, that's when it start getting straight, and then two minutes after that, you got to start washing that shit out, because otherwise, you'll be pulling out a lot of hair with it. Um, I have applied coloring for one of my exes. Um, I, I mean, growing up in a house with two sisters, I have scratched, uh, not two sisters, sorry, two women. There we go. I have scratched scalps. I have, uh, applied shitty ponytails for Bradley. Um, I have assisted in buns. I've done all of that. Mom, don't come up here whispering. If you're going to talk up here, just talk. You don't want to say hi? Hello. That's, that's Deborah. That's Director Love. She'll be on, the ep- uh, on an episode soon, but she wants, she wants it to build up. She wants the suspense to be in the air. When, when she comes on the show, she wants a resounding standing ovation. Like she has finally arrived. I want people to start asking, when's your mom coming, Jared? I don't have a lot of people that listen to the show that talk like that. <laughs> you sound like Bradley. <laughs> when I get 10, when your mom's coming, Jared, I'll come on. Okay. So you hear that. You hear that, Rojo fans? So start getting on the Facebook page, the Rojo show, and saying, when's your mom coming on, Jared? She's the only person that says my name like that. Bradley does sometimes when she's mad or when she's when not really when she's mad. Jared, stop! My dad says it like that, but he doesn't. That, that, he, he doesn't say my name much. That's a different show. That's a different story for a different show. Um. At any rate, Bradley, what's going on? How are you? I'm well. How's teaching those classes for those bad kids? It's fine. I am stuck, though. Why are you stuck? On oh, my one kid's dance. They're doing a dance. Fourth grade. This is her coming to me for help in choreography. <laughs> Fourth grade. They're doing a dance about the law of the conservation of energy. Okay. Brad, let's give a little context here. Bradley is a part of... What's the name of this uh, thing you be teaching with? Forward Momentum Chicago. Forward Momentum Chicago. It is a uh, performing arts initiative or just dance? 
Dance it's a dance initiative in, um, is it fair to say struggling schools? No, the school I'm at is not struggling. It's in Lakeview. What school? This is Blaine? Yeah. Blaine Academy? Elementary school. Blaine uh, Elementary School. So Bradley teaches, um, this isn't an after school program? No, this is arts integration. Arts integration. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's trying to get art... In, in this case, dance integrated into a school system. Or curriculum. Into a curriculum of learning. Uh, this is like her big program. She does other ones where she does like an hour of an after school program where she teaches dance to kids. And she had one the other day or last month that was somewhat jarring because uh, they, they reenacted a, a playground shooting. And I was just like, whoa, this shit is too real. <laughs> it felt like something that should be on Channel 7 in the early 90s. Um, and then, you know, the, the the child was resurrected and came back to life. And then they did some dance to um, Nas's I Know I Can. And it was all very... Uh, yeah, and then Martin Luther King. There was a kid that played Martin Luther King and, like, walked through and had a few words. And it was very... <laughs> it was some shit you would see on TV and it, seeing it in real life was just like wow she's really doing this but um, the kids respond well to her um, I went by one day they responded well to me but that's because I, I speak to kids you know Rojo loved the kids shouts out to uh, baby Zara and um, my goddaughter Janae and all the ki- all the other children who have been touched by not touched well who have been, <laughs> who have been affected by having Rojo in their lives <laughs> But, um, yeah, shout out to Bradley. I remember when she was, she used to cry before going over there to Fieldcrest and didn't want to mess with them kids. And now she's, she's taking it to the next level and is, is letting her light so shine. She would have been the one. She would have been the one what, teaching? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Me and my boss didn't even like each other. Probably not. She wasn't, she wasn't. Bradley has like a mean face when she dances. Like all her dances need to be like struggle- Modern, I'm coming out of slavery dances, or I'm dealing with some deep stuff dances. She don't really do well with like happy dances, cause her face, she has this natural. I guess we all kind of do. We get it. We get it from our mother. This like naturally mean kind of surly face, and Bradley just takes it to. She has the best one out of all of us. Let's just put it like that. Let's put a positive spin on it. Um. I had some other topics before. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley, have you heard about Superhead and Columbus Short? Yeah, he cheated on her. He cheated on her? Didn't he cheat on his last wife? I don't know, but she's Superhead. Like, what? What, what? What did you, did you expect him to be faithful? Well, Superhead. <laughs> Superhead is Corinne Steffens. Why she called Superhead? Because uh, supposedly she gives really good head. And everybody knows it. Everybody. Yeah. She the one that wrote the book, um, Confessions of a Hollywood Vixen mm-hmm. or Hip Hop Vixen, whatever. She's written two books mm-hmm. about. And he cheated on her. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Must not give two soup of a head. <laughs> Probably not. I saw the video. I mean, it didn't look that it didn't look that serious. Oh you know, Mr. Marcus was probably playing it up, too. Like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I can't take it. This is amazing. She looked She looked tired. You know, I can tell by her jaw structure that it wasn't all that serious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, 
Columbus Short of um of I don't know him from Scandal. I know him from Stomp the Yard. He was on Stomp the Yard. That's when he got on Scandal. I don't know. I knew that was. I bet he wish he knew Olivia Pope now. Would have kept all that stuff under wraps. Well, the new guy that replaced him, we don't miss him. Oh really? Not at all. I wouldn't know. He made a real smooth transition in there. Oh really? There's a new guy on Scandal, I guess, who's better than Columbus Short. I don't know. But um. Columbus, he was raw and stomped the yard, and I guess he was on he was on stomp the um, the Broadway musical, like as a dancer and singer or whatnot or whatever. He also was really good. He was one of the best parts of that um, that movie. What was the movie with Beyonce and Adrian Brody and Jeffrey Wright? Was that the Stax movie where Beyonce played, um, Beyonce played, what's her name? Carmen? Yeah. No, not I Carmen. I know what you're talking about. Um, They're kind of scary. Mm-mm. No, Beyonce. She played that love song. Jeffrey Wright. And, no, not the fight, Bradley, not the fighting temptation. <laughs> and Columbus I Short. I, you know. Cadillac Records. Song. Cadillac Records. Oh. Columbus Short was one of the best parts of Cadillac Records. Oh, yeah. I can't remember who he played in there, no but he played somebody crazy who shot people yeah. and could sing, I guess. If you haven't seen Stax Rec- uh, Cadillac Records, it's a good movie. Adrian Brody's pretty good in it. Jeffrey Wright is good in everything he's ever done. Um, he played Walter, I guess. Gabrielle Union was in it, too. Harrison Wright played by Columbus Short. No, that's him in Scandal. Yuck. Anyway, Columbus Short and Corinne Steffens, a.k.a. Superhead, got together. And um, I don't know if I really thought that it was a relationship that was going to last a long time. I've never I've always been wary of her since I saw the interview she gave where she was talking about how in love she is with Lil Wayne. And how any man she ever deals with is going to have to deal with how she's in love with Lil Wayne. And if Lil Wayne calls in the middle of the night, she's going to get up and go because of their connection or how in love they are or whatever. But super and and I don't she I can't I can't deal with a woman who don't know how to keep her mouth shut. And any woman that has written two books and has basically become famous by. Um, building trust with men in some capacity and then writing books about it, I can't trust you with nothing. I can't show you what my soft penis looks like. You Nothing. You can't know what I look like after a big dinner. I'm walking around the house with my stomach poked out. You, girl, please. And as soon as they got into it, what did she do? She... Put on, posted on Instagram or tweeted all these pictures of her throwing his stuff out the house and throwing his stuff all over the apartment. So when the wind blows, everybody sees his polos and timbos. And and then, you know, this happened two days ago. So then yesterday, uh, so then yesterday it was talks of them being back together and him being unbroken. And she just seems like a person that capitalizes off of putting people on front street. 
like when she called in and was talking to Big Tigger about him being gay, or when she was posting the pictures of Bobby Brown sleeping on her couch. Like it seems like she only lets you trust her so that at some point when you're low, she can publicize your lowness and and capitalize off of it in some way. Mm-mm. Not gonna be able to do it. But yeah, they're they're I don't know where they are right now, but Columbus Shore, he need to get himself together. Wasn't he wasn't he did he did he beat did he he got kicked off a scandal because he beat up his wife? Or, or something like that? You can say I think so out loud. You really get on my nerves with that. But um and some drug issues, I guess. I don't know. Whatever he got kicked out of there for, he seems to still be following him. And he need to get his life together. Because you're going to be hard-pressed to find a woman that is going to accept your bullshit and still be letting you cheat on her and all this other stuff. Like, come on, son. What else I got here? Talked about Hillary. Talked about the boy in Atlanta. Talked about Obama granting clemency to these uh, drug offenders. Shouts out to my man, Eric Holder, because he had a lot to do with that. Um, Superhand Columbus Short, who I just, I only talked about it because it was a popular topic. Mom, did you hear about uh, D'Angelo Russell and um, and Swaggy P? They're players on the Lakers, and apparently they they make videos of their conversations and then send them to each other. And in one video, D'Angelo Russell, who's 20, um, was videotaping Nick Young, who's 30, talk about how he cheated on his girlfriend with some girl he met out in the club. And then this video got went viral. Everybody's seeing it now. And um, oh, so I saw them. I saw pictures of that on Facebook of them walking together. And yeah. And he telling him, "I'm sorry, man." Uh huh. With that, how does that happen, Mom? Do men have conversations like that? You a man, why you asking? No, because I've already given my take. I'm just wondering, because you know, mom is quick to say, you know, that's some, uh, what's, what, that's some bitch ass shit right there. That's, that's some bitch ass shit. That's why they even take them conversations. That's what, that's what I said. Why are y'all sitting in each other y'all conversations? That's what I said. <laughs> it may be a backstory. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she tooted her She said backstory like one of them was a bottom. <laughs> I can't wait to have her on the show. Please get, please send me those ten. Uh, when's your mom coming on the show? I need ten of them. Andrea, just write it ten times. Just post on my page ten times. When your mom coming on? When your mom I coming on? I love Andrea. My mom's a fan of Andrea because <laughs> because Andrea doesn't Andrea doesn't think I like women, which is not true. I love women. You agree, Andrea? He doesn't like them. What, I, I don't like how predictable they are. I don't like how women will get all broken up about a man cheating on them, but they never put in the effort to find out what made him cheat. How can I keep that from happening? Oh my God. <laughs> these, are, these are good questions, and women never bother to find answers to those. It's just, oh, I can't believe he did this. Meanwhile, y'all haven't had sex in two months. I can't believe he did this. Meanwhile, he can't come to you in a time of need and get any kind of any kind of uh, comfort or care or anything like that. 
I love women. I'm a big fan of women. I can't have a family without a woman. But um, I'm going to need her to be um, honest about some things. And I'm going to need her to be understanding. And we're going to have to come to an understanding about some things together. But I'm a big fan of women. You know, some of the strongest figures in my life have been women. Some of the most disappointing figures in my life have been women as well. But yeah, I need to get a woman on here, though. A real woman. I had Andrea on the show, but she was on a show with her husband. So, you know, she going to give wife answers and not woman answers. You feel what I'm saying? Same thing with Hector. He probably gave some husband answers. You know, probably would have been some things he would have said a little different if he wasn't sitting right next to his wife. But, you know, we all got to play the part. You know, everybody plays the fool sometimes. Pardon me for missing the Rojo show last week. I was busy um, in my job hunt, which hopefully is coming to an end. Um, Shouts out to all the real fans who hit me asking where the show was. By that, I mean Chief. Um, he's got some pretty important shit coming up in his life. Shouts out to that. Uh, we'll talk about that at some point. I gotta, you know, with Chief, I gotta find out what I can and can't say. So, um, on that note, this has been episode 39 of the Rojo Show. Excuse me. Just burped. My mom made a face. Um, please, 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 let's get those 10, um, when's your mom coming on so we can get her on. I don't believe that she's going to come on even with them 10 things, but that's what she said. So that's at least something that I can hold her to and say, hey, you said you'd come on when I got these 10 uh, messages asking when you're going to come on. I got them. When you coming on? But, um, that promises to be a very, uh, interesting show. It'll really just be probably a countdown to me saying something that pisses her off and makes her walk off. But um, I'll try to be as I'll try to be as me, and at the same time as gracious as possible. This has been episode thirty-nine. I am your host Rojo. Remember, this podcast is available everywhere podcasts are available: iTunes, Stitcher. iTunes, Stitcher, um, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, <laughs> SoundCloud, um, just get at me. This is episode 39. Please visit the Rojo Show Facebook page or my Facebook page. Let's try to get mom, direct to love, party girl mom, hashtag on the show. Um, Gus will be on soon to check out, uh, to talk about Batman versus Superman because I saw it. And I'm going to reserve all my comments till then. The only thing I will say is if you're big on explosions and effects and shit, it'll be great for you. You'll love it. But if you're looking for a story, you might want to look somewhere else. This has been episode 39 of the Rojo Show. I am your host, Rojo. And as always, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. One.